Hey, episode 156, we made a podcast. Same 56. Yes, we were waiting for you, sir, as usual. Episode 156, we made a podcast, we made a podcast.com. I think we kind of got our Twitter back. Did you see that? No. Like, you can click on it now. Don't, don't, don't go now. Don't go now. Don't go now. Uh, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. No, too late. Um, but like, I, I mean, I'm not signed in, but I can like click on it, but it didn't show the tweets or something. I don't know. Oh, um, in time. We made a podcast. We made a podcast.com. Oh, I didn't even put on Instagram. He was about to record. Um, today is what? June 10th. Oh man. It's wild out here, dog. We, we we might be in the middle of the revolution right now, Big C's. It might we might be knee deep in a revolution, but you know, along with this flag, my people are ready. I mean, your people gave up the revolution a long time ago, some time it's ago. The second calling. Uh oh. Okay. I wonder if they're protesting in the, in the Baskonia right now. I don't know. That'd be dope to see Inyaki in a, in a Baskonia protest. I don't know, says Sebastian. I don't know. They're out there. I'll ask when I go to Idaho. See what they got. To see if they know. Caesar's Caesar allegedly going to Idaho. Okay. Um, yeah, I wonder. I mean, I know there were some protests in Madrid and in and in um, Barcelona, but I don't know about in San Sebastian or Bilbao or anything. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good. I actually don't. Know. It'd be a good question to find out. It'd be cool. They'd be like Black Lives Matter. Of course, we got one. One though. One. No, there's <laughs> another one in the youth team. Word. Yeah. Caesar be on them youth teams heavy. They just dropped a clip. I'm like, what the hell? Are you supposed to not recognize him? Sure. Um, oh, but yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, what team is that? I think my was like, oh, Bilbao? Okay. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, we got plenty to talk about today. We're going to uh, start off the episode talking about what's going on in the world, different players' reactions to things. Um, last week on episode 155, we talked about some of our experiences going to protests and like just being in the middle of everything going on in the world after the George Floyd murder. Um, since then I've been to a couple more protests. I'm not going to talk about them, but um, yeah, so, I mean, different players have been coming out and they're talking about Trump and, you know, it's, it's, it, it's up out here. Um, also going to talk about these transfer valuations that came out recently from, I'm guessing this is a real source, like a credible source. I've seen them around, but they got these transfer valuations that I'm just like, you know nothing. You know nothing. I don't know what formula you're using, but it's garbage. I got some shit to say about that, too. Let's get it cracking. Yeah, me too. Watch your mouth. Um, Also, we're going to talk about, uh, I hope you're watching this video of Caesar's big-ass mug that he has right now. That's matching with the flag. That's that real Caesar went to the to the to the nice part of Big Lots and got that mug right there. The cup of this mug was definitely one ninety nine. Yeah, damn right. Uh, what's the name? I don't also, need talk, mug abuse. <laughs> also talk about um, Ada Hegerberg and her new Nike deal. Also, wanna, I want to ask some Caesar some questions about that. But um, yeah, let's get into it, man. Uh, so I didn't even know that the USSF mafia had a banned kneeling um, during the during the uh, national anthem. I did not know that they banned it, but apparently they had banned it. Was up? I thought they. I thought we kind of talked about it when we talked about the banning of kneeling because we talked about when uh, Alejandro Bedoya also did the the thing on the mic, mic whatever, or, and like 
No? I thought they did around them. No, we didn't we didn't talk about them kneeling, uh the ban on kneeling, but apparently um they're they're now considering uh rescinding that or repealing that band that ban. Um you all right? See so about the mute and do COVID cough. Um that's what happens when you drink out them cheap ass mugs. Um I guess they're gonna have a hey, vote. Man, <laughs> oh damn, I thought you muted me too. Um yeah, I guess they're gonna have a vote about it soon. Um I guess like that's the thing that they feel like they can do <laughs> in regards to everything going on. Um Thanks. A USSF Mafia spoke spokesperson confirmed that a repeal of the policy is under consideration. Um I guess on Monday, this is funny. On Monday, the U.S. women's team issued a statement calling to repeal the rule, which read, we believe the Federation should immediately repeal the anthem policy, publish a statement acknowledging the policy was wrong when it was adopted, and issue an apology to our black players and supporters. Look at the women. Women's Josie, where you at, dog? The women's team is... They're like not only winners, but they're like dealt. They're anti, like they're anti, uh, like establishment in terms of telling people how they should live or, or, or express their amendment rights of freedom. You know, Carly Lloyd wrote that. I don't even know, honestly, if she did. Cool, if she didn't, they're still dope as hell for that. That's the joke about her being black, but yeah. um, like, oh, I bet Carly Lloyd has something to do with this. Yeah, Carly Lloyd, Kristen Press, um, for it. it uh, go- is that the one that's most? What's the one that's the most hated one? Megan Rapino. Yeah, they're like Rapino probably definitely drafted that one. You over here forgetting her name? Damn. Um, I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> the, the it goes on to say the statement goes on to say further we believe the federation should lay out its plans on how we will how it will now support the message and movement that it tried to silence four years ago until USSF does so, the mere existence of the policy will continue to perpetuate the misconceptions of fear that clouded the true meaning and significance of Colin Kaepernick, Megan Rapino, and other athletes taking a knee that Black people in America have not been and continue to not be afforded the same liberties and freedoms as white people, and that police brutality and systematic racism exist in this country. This is, this is everybody's responsibility, including this union and its members. We could and should have done more in the past. We are committing, we are committed to rising up against racist, hateful, and unjust acts to affect change. Black Lives Matter. Okay, go off then. Go all the way off. Not playing no games. Um, I guess, um, Somebody was saying that 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 rule actually did not apply to the women's players. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, damn, it, it's just there's such a big disconnect between the U, the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team, which is like crazy. But it's such a big disconnect. I don't know. I mean, I do have some statements from U.S. men's national team players about what's going on right now, but <clears throat> definitely not anything about this. Yeah, and like. I, I, I'm assuming there are some people that are coming out in support of what the women's national team did, but I don't know if I ever remember any men's player taking a knee. I don't think I ever saw that in a men's national team match. Mm. Um, not, not like I know um, what's his name? Is his name John Brooks? The one German center back dude. Um, 
Oh he, yeah, yeah, John Brooks, the 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 German uh, Chicago dude, guy. Yeah, I, I remember he. I remember he took a knee before when he was playing. No, with no, him. Took a knee. Yeah, I don't remember any. No, only Rapino did. Yeah, I don't remember any men's national team player ever taking a knee during a match. Um, and John Brooks did it in in Berlin, but I mean, um, he did it like many many times. Rapino did. Yeah, she did it a lot of times. And 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 that was one of them. One of them was a picture on our first uh, special episode. Episode, what, absolutely, our, absolutely. It was our twentieth episode, and I want to say that was. Um, I mean, it was our twentieth upload, and I, that was what maybe September two thousand seventeen. I think it was. So that's going on three years ago, where we were acknowledging it. But um, <laughs> know that, yeah. Don't don't play. But yeah, I mean. The, Whatever about the uh, taking a knee rule, like I think even if they uphold the rule, I think the women's national team players will still take a knee. Like I don't think they're going to care. Yeah. But um, it'd be nice to see any of these dudes do it once or twice. I mean, damn, dog, what, what happened? Thought y'all was about it. Um, DeAndre Yedlin recently came out and said some things about what's going on right now. Um, I guess he did some sort of a podcast episode with, Hector Be- uh, Bellerin. Mm. Um, oh, there, there's someone I'm going to talk about Dybala in a little bit. I hope I remember this thing, but um, about about the Barcelona about about Dybala. No, not not that. I don't really care about that. Um, yeah, so I guess Hector Bellerin is starting something called More Than a Footballer. I guess he's going to be talking to different players. I don't know, but um, what's the name? DeAndre Yellen talking about what's going on right now he said it's chaotic and it's kind of a shit show right now talking about america (laughs) he said it's so sad and i do believe that we're i do believe that there will be change that comes from this the younger generation are much more progressive in their way of thinking having parents teaching them that black people aren't inferior he said uh you can see it you can see it with social media and things like that back in the day it was harder to convince people that the police are wrong which sounds crazy but that that's how it was back then I think this is the tipping point, and I hope it is. Um, he, oh, this is actually kind of dope, kind of dope. He said, "I was fortunate to be raised in Seattle, which is amazing, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I was still a black kid growing up in America." <clears throat> as, far, as far as the, <laughs> what are you doing? As far as the riots go, uh, okay, DeAndre Ellen said, "As far as the riots go, I'm the last person to support to support violence, but it's like, what else can you do?" I don't know what else people can do. Um, he said that when he saw Colin Kaepernick kneeling, I, he said, I thought that will bring a change that dug deep in the hearts of those that caused a problem kneeling during national anthem. But here we are. I don't know what the hell that means, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess he's coming out uh, speaking in, in uh, support of, you know, support of everything going on. He's optimistic. Yeah, and um, he's not even he's not even really denouncing looting and rioting that much. He's just like, well, yeah, I don't. He's basically saying like, I don't. I'm not gonna do it, but I get it. <laughs> Which I think is a fair stance to take. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so actually, he said something about Trump too, and then I'm also gonna get into what Michael Bradley and Weston McKinney said about Donald Trump. But um, <clears throat> DeAndre Yellen said that's actually so embarrassing for us his whole presidency, how he was elected, it's mind-boggling. You can really see now he is the worst possible person in a situation like this. 
He doesn't promote unity at all. He wants division, which is crazy for a U.S. president, such a powerful country. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's not too shocking, but I was kind of shocked about uh, Michael Bradley coming out against Trump. Oh, man. Whoa. Your boy Michael Bradley said, um, damn, let me find this quote. He's <laughs> Michael Bradley's uh, Michael Bradley actually criticized Trump before he talked about the uh, Muslim travel ban mm-hmm. uh, back in 2017. But he said recently, we have a president who is completely empty. There isn't a moral bone in his body. <laughs> he said there's no leadership. There's no leadership from the president. There's no leadership from the Republican senators who have sat back and been totally complicit in everything he's done for the last three and a half years. That's a bar. I mean, damn. <clears throat> I mean, like, people talk about one party, but to drop a bar about the, the, the Republican Senate around him, like, damn, that's, that's only facts. Seriously. Um, he said, I'm angry, I'm horrified, I'm sad, and I'm determined to do anything and everything I can to, I can do to be a, a part, to try to be a part of the fix, because it has, it has to end, uh, and we all have to be part of that fix. If we want any chance to start to fix these things, <laughs> then Trump can't be president. It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, you talked about um, people going to the polls in November as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, damn. Oh, oh, let me find out West, what Weston McKinney said to um, Weston McKinney. Uh, I'm sorry, Weston McConan. Let me get it right. Um, Weston McConan, who does not watch soccer, said... <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, he said, in my eyes, he, as in Donald Trump, can be called a racist. I don't think Trump is the right man for the job of president. I don't, I don't think he understands his responsibility to the entire country. I think he's ignorant. I don't support him one bit. I don't think he's a man of his word. Damn, um, go off. It's funny because, I mean, I guess things are like right now a little bit chaotic. But I remember when, as soon as uh, Megan Rapino said anything about Trump, he was like, on Twitter attacking her. Oh, that's kind of cool. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <clears throat> um, yeah, he was on Twitter attacking her. I, I wonder if he'll respond to any of the dudes, but I'm happy that they spoke out and kind of like drew a line in the sand. We know that there's a lot of U.S. soccer uh, fans who are MAGA people, like for sure. I've, I've come across... I've come across them on Twitter. I'm like, yo, you are a hardcore USMNT fan slash MAGA bro. <laughs> like, it's wild. They, 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 run, they, uh, they run deep in those circles. Like, heck yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he actually responds to any of these people, like um, Michael Bradley or Weston McConan, but I don't think he will. What do, you, what do you think, though? What do you think about them uh, coming out against Trump so hard? Um, I mean, I'm going to be I don't think it's like they're taking a tough t- stance. I don't think it's like what they're doing is extremely difficult um, to do, in my opinion. I think that that's kind of like, in a general sense, it's a, it's a wide-ranging, like, public opinion. Of course, other than if you're in a, a different side of the world or you feel differently towards what the political system is going. I think majority of 
of people. I hope kind of feel similar to them. They are. You can't like look at how things have been going and think that he's been managing this great. Um, so you're so you're saying that's kind of an easy stance. This to take? is my thing. This is my thing. You, I don't like when I, if the players really feel some type of way about the presidency in the world, they should look towards the people that sign their checks first, like the USSF mafia. Look towards mm. them and make them institute change before you start attacking like people that are twenty positions higher up. Like if you look towards your own bosses and be like, "Look, I don't think I think that even myself and all of us have made a mistake recently in how we handle things." People like Rapino on the women's national team. I think they're they're ahead of the curve on what the 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 speaking out is supposed to be. I think we can do a better part. Maybe we could maybe we could do something. We should look at examples that teams around the world have done. Maybe they should look at Bahia as an example of what they've done with the with, with celebrating all the the, the leaders of the uh, black leaders of, of Salvador and Bahia during their times and putting their names on jerseys, just doing different things. Initiative if they really want to make an impact in communities, you know. And and unlike Bahia, which is of course a big team, USA represents an entire nation. I think that if they did something like that, it has a bigger statement to it. Maybe their warm-up jerseys could have all the names of people that died of police shootings, something like that. You never know. Like, there's things you can do, you can address that can make a big impact. It's like we talked we talked about in the past, maybe just between us. Like, it's cool to like take on a global issue, but I think it's better, more impactful to attack your community, attack your like go go away in your community, make changes within your community, your circle. For them, it's the women. It's the national team. So go to your bosses, your board of directors, hit up the Goldman Sachs former boss, and be like, look, man, like. I think we can make a serious impact that will – I know you care about monetaries probably. It will help you monetarily, I think, too. And then on this side, I think it will help us as people. Like a lot of us here feel that we want to do more and we want to see what we can work with, maybe collaboration with Nike or whatever just to make a change. I think that that's where you got to tap first. And, of course, make your statements all you want about the president, which I agree. Like I agree 100%. But I want to see like that development. Maybe like that will – maybe that can lead to them – doing things more for just the black community in general in terms of not making everything so expensive and all that stuff for sports. And I know there's a really good documentary on Amazon prime where Carlos Reina goes into talking about how expensive the whole, the youth system is and everything. And, you know, a lot of that's addressed on there. So I think that they could do more and some of these players could speak out against the same people that have their signature on the checks. And then we can, and then of course, once you become that establishment, like look, look what we've done here in our area. We and we represent the national team every year in Olympics and every single global tournament. We don't stand with this president. That's like big to me. That that's a big that's a bigger stance than just like Weston McConan out and like Schalke says he doesn't watch soccer says, Oh yeah, like he's an idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about. Like I think there can be done more, like integrally. That's how I feel. And it's not saying what they're doing is wrong. I think that that's that's the optimal approach in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I feel you. I, they can definitely do more, but I mean, I can commend them for like drawing a line in the sand about the president because there's definitely a lot of U.S. soccer fans that support Donald Trump. And for someone, I mean, although Michael Bradley's probably basically on his way out, um, for him well, to. Michael Bradley's like an actual like, Republican too, right? Uh, I mean, he. I, like, I don't. I'm not saying he's a Trump, but I think he's like actually just a Republican in general. No, I, it wasn't him. It was um, oh, what's his name? It was some some center back dude. He he used to play for like, he used to play in the in the championship in England. I forgot his name. Tim Reams. Who? Tim Ream. No, not Tim Ream. It's another guy. 
Um, I forgot his name, but um, he was like coming out supporting Trump uh, early on. But because I, it's, you know, like to say, like you can be Republican and not support Trump. That's fine. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like, know if I thought, that, I thought I felt like I I thought that that's what Michael Bradley was. If he was like a and like he said that he like was Republican, but doesn't he does not stand what Trump is, which is entirely fine. I know plenty of people in the world are like that too. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I think he's religious. I don't know, but um, I mean, I can respect someone like him, and especially him too, because he's kind of like the face of like the whiteness of the U.S. national team. Uh, hmm. I sorry, I hate to cut you off, but like, well, yeah. Michael Bradley, like. I'm happy that he takes his stance because to me it'd be shocking if he did it because in my opinion, his dad, even his dad and the team he was on, the U-20 team they had, the U-17 team they had, that was like one of the most diverse USA national teams I've ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 those youth teams, the, 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 the honestly, honestly, it's not even statistically or, or awards-wise been like outstanding, but their golden era was that team that they had, which was Josie Outdoor, Eddie Johnson, uh, the the kid that we talked about from uh, damn we used to like him a lot. He went to New England Revolution. It was uh, Agudelo and Freddie Do. All these guys are on one team. Uh, they had a lot of youth, t- good talent. Opara like that. A lot of that, like pretty much high level talent. All those guys from the U seventeen team played on the senior national team at the same time. That's like that's really good for you in terms of like when you're developing talent to have that same youth team be able to go up to the top. That means you've done a good. That means those guys are able to stick together. The best talent you have available. So. You have a very diverse team, people from all over the world. I think Aparo was like from Liberia, and all these guys here from all over the world. And then here's Mike Bob Bradley, uh, coaching this team, and his son Michael Bradley's on the team too. Like, there's so much diversity around you. It'd be difficult for me to like see someone who's around all that and just feel like completely different. Otherwise, it'd be like sad for me. So I like that Michael Bradley, you know, feels the way he feels, and he's speaking out against like how things are being handled. That, that like that that actually kind of make me happy because I'm like that's someone who like came up in a youth system around a lot of diversity. In American national and in, in USA national soccer team, so that's like really cool to hear him speak out on that. I mean, but he could definitely be racist after being around. There's a hell of NFL players that's been around. Yeah, black I'm people. talking about national USA national team in general because USA soccer is totally different to coming up with NFL soccer. Like the diversity is different uh-huh. because of based on like how much the pay gap and everything in soccer in America is. You 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 need about thirty more minutes on that nap. Okay. <laughs> You, you should be angry. No, I'm chilling. <laughs> Caesar, you're over your turn. Tell me, you got it. If y'all are listening to this, I just want you to know if you're watching on YouTube, Caesar has a picture of Messi uh, choking out who we thought was uh, Rudiger for years. But unbeknownst to me, I just realized that is Dr. Becker behind them. Oh, yeah, it is Alison Becker from ASL. Yeah. I remember he played for them. You're right. Yeah. Um, Dr. Becker. Okay, let me go ahead and talk about um, what Dybala was saying, which was pretty cool. Oh, so this was funny. I was, um, I guess Dybala, some stuff came out that like Dybala had said after he did like a charity FIFA match against Deli Ali, And so they did like a short interview after and I just like seen the quotes. And I was like, well, damn. I was like, does Dybala, does Dybala speak English? Like, I was like, man. So I, I'm like, literally went to go watch, like, like, search on YouTube this match, and like, w- went to go see like their interview after. <laughs> he was definitely speaking Spanish. <laughs> so, oh, so I'm excited. <laughs> it it, it kind of blows my mind how like 
I'm just like, dog, wouldn't you want to learn English, dude? <laughs> like, come it would on. help him a lot. Yeah, it would help a lot of players a lot. I'm like, dog, like, learn English. Anyway, um, cause I was definitely like, oh, man, this is me. Like, honestly, if Dubois spoke English, I'd like him a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of cool to me if he spoke English. Yeah. Like, All right, big dog. I hear I'm, like, I'm like, you're taking your career serious right you now. You I can want to respect- be a professional? You want to be marketable? I respect yeah. that. Okay. Like, for real. And then I'm going to be trying to be an Instagram model. Go ahead, homie. Go yeah. off. And then I was going to be mad I didn't know beforehand, but he definitely does not. Um, He's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, the guy was well, like, well, okay. never mind. It's not the time for it. The guy was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to translate. And he's like, I think he has a translator there. I'm like, oh. But anyway, speaking about racism, this is what Dybala said. He said um, he, he was speaking about when uh, Moises Keane was racially abused uh, uh all the times I don't even want to just say one game. It probably happened every single match. Every single he was saying it wasn't really easy for him. And I've experienced various, various situations of racism with other, with other Juventus teammates in other stadiums. Uh, he was talking to CNN. Um, he said many Italian stadiums have certain racism against some players. It has also happened to Mario Balotelli. It has also happened to uh, Pjanic in a match against Brescia. And I think that Italian punishments should be tougher. He went on to say, if not, then it will be us players who will have to take measures into our own hands so that this does not continue to happen. Because we're talking about one of the biggest championships in the world where millions of people are watching. And if they see that there is racism and no action is taken, people get emboldened and continue to do it. Um, Wait a minute. He said, he said, um, okay. Okay, this is the part. He says, sometimes it is difficult to put yourself in the shoes of someone who suffers racism when you don't really ever suffer it because you don't feel it. But you know what is going on because of having a teammate who suffers, who suffers racism, not only because, because of their skin color, but because of the country they're from that people discriminate against or they see as something bad. He said, it is also not only because of the, because of the skin color, but people are discriminated against because of everything. I've seen Asian players who were with me in the youth team and think, and these things are sad. Uh, Luckily, my family educated me differently and I can respect people for what they are, for their way of thinking and not because of how they're dressed, what country they come from or the color of their skin. Um, Okay. There's, there's some part where he talks about um, that the, like the non-black players have to like be the ones mm. who speak up. Um, I mean, it's a long ass interview. Okay. This is about transfers. Okay. Anyway, it's somewhere in there. It's a long, it's a long ass article, but Dybala was saying that it'll be up. Like he's basically saying what we've been saying for the longest, that it can't just be the players who are being racially abused, taking action or walking off the pitch. Like he's, he's saying himself that it needs to be like the players that are not getting abused who take that action. So I'm glad he said that because I remember one here we was like, well, damn, what about Messi and Ronaldo and all these other dudes? Like you, like the big players got to do that shit. Yeah, it, it's one thing for for victim to speak out, but it's also a different thing than someone who's not a victim. But you consider these players your brother, your family, or best friend, or homie, or just comrade, you know, or friend, just dealing with it, and you speaking up for them that sends them more even more powerful message, especially someone like 
you know, Ronaldo, I mean, that guy's like has the biggest social media problem of any athlete in the world. So it's like people like that carry just so much credence. And I think it's better for them. I think it's even more important and impactful when they speak out. Can you imagine if, um, like if like if when my Tweety is getting racially abused on, in some game and Ronaldo's like nah like Ronaldo's like looking at the crowd like no and just like takes the ball and kicks it and walks off the pitch like <laughs> I mean doing all this shit like, towards them like the hand motions yeah like like definitely that would be big dude yeah Syria would would have to be like okay you know what and knowing like, him and knowing him you ask him about it in the post game he's gonna talk about it for sure like if you ask him in that post game he's gonna talk about it too. Yeah, I started, I started talking about Ronaldo. So he should get all happy. Who is David? Ronaldo? He'll be ruining the show. But um, yeah, you ask him after the show, like like after the game, he'll literally be like turned up about it too. So I think it's really impactful just visually seeing like an outburst of someone like that saying it. And you know, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't have to reach that point, but I hope it, well, it needs to. No, I'm saying I hope that doesn't happen to someone like Matuidi, so they have to get that boiling point. I don't wish someone to be a victim so change happens you know um but yeah okay Caesar. first of all ever talk about me ruining the show after the 2019 or oh, wait the 2000 yeah 2019 we made it music awards don't ever ever <laughs> the only one that takes like that super damn serious <laughs> literally <laughs> exactly we're actually dishing out awards to people don't ever say damn in between super and serious anyway um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I, I mean, I feel like I haven't really heard any other players say that. Maybe they have, and I just haven't seen it. But, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate Dybala saying that it'll be – well. And, and, and at this point, you know, they're not going to have fans in the stadiums for the rest of Serie A this season. But, you know, we're going to hold you to it, man. You know, whenever there's some racial abuse somewhere, whenever football gets back to normal – when some you're playing somewhere and they're doing something to somebody, we're gonna be looking at Dybala and be like, "Yeah, well, remember Joe I said during uh, in in June 2020, put up or shut up, buddy." Yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever seen or or can critique on any like situation like that about Dybala. I've only seen him crying when he got a red card, but uh, you know, come it'd, be, on, it'd, be, man. it'd be dope to see a situation like what Messi's doing right here. See what Messi's doing right here. It'd be cool to see Dybala push him off of him and be like, come on, dog. <laughs> see, how you going to picture right here. How you going to be crying? How you going to be crying when, about the red card, bringing up him crying on a red card? We tried. He's over here having your back. <laughs> Thank you, Dybala. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, finally somebody got our back. Um, I mean, I've never seen Messi or Ronaldo or – I don't even think Neymar talk about like racism in football. I've never seen it. Really? Maybe Neymar, but um, I feel like we're just speaking. Of, I feel like they have before. We just don't remember. I feel like they have. Dude. I think Messi has. You think? But it, it may have not gone into depth about like Dybala saying, but I feel like they have. I mean, maybe they wore the thing, but I, I mean, maybe the racism is bad. But I don't think they ever really talked. You over here doing research? I'm working on. I'm on. It's, it's a show. Okay, Caesar. First of all, you over here being real violent with me right now. Well, yeah, I guess there has been a situation. Ronaldo teamed up with Jean Mario to talk about something. Jean Mario. Oh, that sounds familiar. But I mean, did he talk about it or what? Yeah, they went on CNN. They talked to Alex Thomas about racism in football. I, you know, I feel like I remember that. I feel like I remember that. What year was that? Is that 2016? 
2019. What the heck? It was, uh, it was like, uh, it was, I think it was in the League of Nations thing. Mm. Ronaldo got some good quotes or what? Yeah, Ronaldo speaks out on racism after a chance aimed towards Koulibaly. <laughs> Damn. Koulibaly, he was like, though? He's like, yeah, they were pretty cool. <laughs> oh, come on, dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, please don't un- un- uncover my Africanness. Okay, also, um, Raheem Sterling and Gareth's. Huh? I'm sorry, real quick. Ronaldo actually posted a picture of him and Koulibaly together on uh, his Instagram and said that uh, on his Instagram, and he said, um, in, the, in the world and in football, there needs to be education and respect, not to no to racism, any sort of insult and discrimination, exclamation points. This picture of him and Koulibaly together. I mean, that's a post, but I'm saying, like, I've never seen, like, I, I didn't watch that scene in an interview with Joe Mario, so I don't really know. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well, messy is your turn, man. I don't want to Google that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the proof is in the proof. It looks super biased, too, with this background picture that I'm, like, not looking at a messy quote. But, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the proof is right behind you. I've never seen Ronaldo choke out. Uh, this, this dude looks like he could be. What uh, side are you going to say? Ronaldo choke out which one? What? M- messy. What, uh, what race are you talking about Ronaldo choking out? Has he ever choked out a fellow African or what? I don't think so. I know he – actually, you know what? I'm going to speak – I'm actually going to applaud Ronaldo because the most violent Ronaldo incident ever was him in Portugal against Ivory Coast, and they was all beating the hell out of him in the game, and he didn't grab one neck that whole game. They, they had that interaction where he got, like, slid tackled. They were shoving him and everything. He didn't do anything back. I was like, okay, respect. He was like, it's my cousins. Or he was scared. <laughs> uh Every Ivory Coast player is is like way, way more muscular than Ronaldo on the low. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially like, Aria. Yeah, Serge Aria is like, what? This is normal. Um, <laughs> what's the name? Um, Raheem Sterling and uh, Gareth South- Southgate, his national team coach, actually came out and um, talking about some different things. I'm not going to get into all of it, um, but Raheem Sterling was talking about the need for black coaches. Um, like please, yeah. And he said, um, he said, there's something like 500 players in the Premier League, and a third of them are black, and we have no representation of us in the hierarchy. No represent, no, no representation of us in the coaching staffs. Um, there's not a lot of faces that we can relate to and have conversations with. Um, he talked about. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like contradict him, but isn't um, Colo Torre, this dude is funny, isn't Colo Torre um, the assistant for Brendan Rodgers at Leicester? Oh, is he still there? Because I, I, I know he was there in Celtic, but... but I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's random. I just, part, that's funny it's the only person we can think about. I just thought of it. I, 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 like, it doesn't even matter. I just thought of it. They were um, also... Uh, Chile had a former black coach for like three weeks until he got in that fight. No, that was Costa Rica, sir. Costa Rica, did, yeah, yeah. They got in that fade. <laughs> yeah, he definitely won the squabble. That was one of the best videos ever. He was doing well there, yeah. but um, Raheem Sterling talked about. He mentioned Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard, and I was like, "Thank you for mentioning Frank Lampard." Like Frank Lampard retired, and then like the next week or so, yeah, Derby County job got, got Derby County in the championship. <laughs> That's nothing. One of the biggest atrocities to me was Cedra actually bringing uh, AC Milan to 
to a Champions League spot and everything, and then the next season being let go. Well, it, it, I mean, I remember Bobo Vieira. a coach who spoke four languages, brought AC Milan after that. They never literally, like, that was just the decline after that. That was, like, one of the last years they ever had a Champions League spot. He was a coach, and then all of a sudden he's coaching, like, God knows where. Then he's in a coaching in Brazil. I'm like, well, how do you go backwards after bringing a major team to, to that? Like, that makes no sense to me. That guy, that guy played all over the world, speaks multiple languages, is known as being, like, the nicest, uh, intelligent, nice guy. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, I, I remember um, Bobo Vieira, they were, one time on the locker room on BN, they were talking about, uh, like, the lack of representation of coaches. And they brought that up to Bobo Vieira. And he was like, he's like, Italy's racist. He's like, you know what that is. Like, he's like, there's no, he's like, there's literally no reason. He's like, it's Italy, man. <laughs> like, so, I, so, like, Italy's so bad. Like I'm gonna leave them out. <laughs> like, but um, but he's but he mentioned Frank Lampard and yeah, like Frank Lampard, the retired from MLS, you went straight to Derby County. Just wait, how long it'll take Wayne Rooney? Just wait, just wait. Yeah, even even Steven Gerrard retired, like left uh, wherever was he, LA Galaxy, I forgot, and then just went straight to Rangers. Like this is a big club, but 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 even Frank Lampard like went straight to Derby County one season at Derby County, if I'm not mistaken, just one Chelsea season. Job. One season. One season. They they finished six, but they made it to the final of the um, championship promotion. They lost. That was their highest half. ever finish. Huh? That was their highest ever finish, too. Okay, well, whatever. Um, they lost the promotion final to Aston Villa, so they stayed in the championship and then went to Chelsea. Just like that. Went to Chelsea, dog. I mean, and, and I'm not even trying to beat this dude. To keep it real, like, I know it's like same thing, but even Zidane had a harder took Zidane longer. Yeah, Zidane was like youth. Zidane was like fighting to get his Class A license for like three seasons, and like coaching Castilla, and like he was an assistant at Castilla, then a head coach at Castilla. He was actually there. Zidane came in during the Ancelotti era. Mm -hmm. Ancelotti era, they were trying to groom him, and it just like this whole process led to Zidane. Like that's even longer. Like, Lampard literally just was playing at NYCFC. He was probably already getting his coaching stuff, getting paid for by Derby County. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to get you in here, dog. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, it, it's it's a shame. I, I can actually, like, literally if we wanted to, we could think of a list of, of, of black or any other race coaches that would probably do – probably people that would be fantastic coaches um, that either have already got an opportunity and got thrown away or should be getting opportunities. And it's a shame, like, like – like, I don't know. I, I don't. I I thought that was one of the better discussion points. I mean, it's like I I'm not devaluing the discussion of other people around the world commenting on Trump. So that that's good. That's great. Sadly, like you have no influence on voting here, like <laughs> because like literally zero. Like you have zero influence because the people that are listening to you already didn't vote for him. To be honest with you, like the people that like here that voted for him don't care about. Jadon Sancho or anybody out there talking. So mm -hmm. the thing to me is when I hear them talking about coaching and people of administrative positions like Sterling talked about, uh, higher ups, all that, that's what I – that's great. Like that's what I want to see too. Like it's great. Like this sport – I mean look at the image I have here. All these – there's there's all these African players uh, from Ivory Coast surrounding Ronaldo. Like only the, – the, the only there's only one in there that's a coach. And that's also a former player. Like, does even we don't even get opportunity to see people who are non-players come up. There's been plenty of non-player coaches 
that have come up and become prominent coaches. Um, even within AFCON, one of the saddest things about watching AFCON is watching how many coaches are not African or are not black at all coaching these teams. And there's so many teams in AFCON. That makes me so sad. Like, I, it, 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 like the best thing about the World Cup was watching how Senegal had like a former player and actually a black coach. That was awesome to me. Like that was made me root for Senegal so hard. I'm like, that's what's cool because like you're seeing that you're seeing someone in, in a, in a, in a position of power. That's not, that's, that's not, you know, European or white. Like it's, we need to see more of that. And I think that a lot of players would even feel more comfortable or feel more, more, more encouraged to pursue administrative roles in the future if they see other black people in, in, in positions outside of just being a, a sport or the athlete, you know? When you see that, it, it's, it's a lot better. Like we used to t- we talked about on the show when Monaco uh, uh, appointed, what's his name as one of their uh, director, player director staff members? Was it, was it Cedro or Michaela? Michaela was appointed as like a player director staff uh, for, for Monaco. Like you need to see stuff like that because it's very rare to see, you know? Yeah, I mean, when's Brazil going to have a black coach? You asking a lot, homie. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, maybe they have in the past. I wish you'd you see the federation staff, then you'd be really sad. <laughs> I, mean, I would not be surprised. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and what's his name? Vincent Company talked about having black people in the um, management, not management, um, like the administration for the teams and stuff like that. Um, he just mentioned that. Gareth Southgate, though, he was talking and he said that he's he admitted that he's become more aware of white privilege as he got older. Um, he said he, he said he didn't notice it during his playing days when being selected or not was one of the few areas where it was a meritocracy. But he himself got his break in management at Middlesbrough in 2006, shortly after retiring as a player, despite not having his UEFA pro license. Um, he said, wow. I know, he said that I know that I got an opportunity at Middlesbrough when I wasn't qualified. Um, he said that came because I worked at the club and the owner knew me, but I couldn't say that the opportunity would have been there for somebody else. And I think we are all very conscious of it. So even he's coming out and saying like, um, like he's, he, he knows that he's benefited from being white, you know, like, yeah. You know, he hasn't had to uh, kind of like jump those hurdles that other player, other like, like a black coach would have to, um, would have to jump. There was somebody else, I forgot his name, but he was saying how he like went for the Aston Villa job a couple of times, but the owner was saying that he needed experience and he was like, well, that's what I'm trying to get. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're Aston Villa, bruh. Like, I'm trying to get the experience with you. I mean... I don't even know how hard it could be to be a soccer coach. I feel like honestly dealing with the media is probably the hardest part. And then like dealing with the players' personalities. Like <laughs> I think I think player personality to me is bigger than just than, than media. Well, depending on how big your team is, the yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I think coming up like, like a like a smaller team, the media is not as big of a deal, but like in the EPL, like just playing in England, like Media and player personalities, like that's going to be the hardest part. But it, yeah. it'll be, I think, you can you can have more influence with a player than you can with the media. The media can spin everything, but yeah. like a player, you can just be like, "Well, <laughs> you want to fight?" <laughs> like I don't know. But it's uh, <laughs> do say you want to fight. I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> but, but um, 
Yeah, it's. It, I'm glad that these people are speaking out. Um, last thing I want to talk about in regards to racism, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, uh, did you hear about the Mainz fan? German the, team, the German team Mainz? No. My, oh, Mainz or FC Mainz? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. What about them? <laughs> some, uh, some fan canceled their membership saying – for several months now, I have been able, I have been unable to identify with this club. I've since gotten the impression that I'm at the Africa Cup instead of the German Bundesliga. Hey, man. <laughs> he said, I know what's coming, but no, I'm not racist in any way. I oh, resent, okay. I resent that, but too much is – but, like, enough is enough, basically. Um, I'm not racist, but why are there so many blacks on this team? Yeah, and I guess uh, my, FC Mines said – not every canceled membership is cause for concern. Sometimes we're relieved. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's such a great statement. Yeah. That's, that's such a great statement. Like maybe what we're doing is weeding out the trash that we have as 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 as, as, as senior ticket holders. See yeah, I'm, I'm just like dog, like tell me the last German no, team. I'm not racist, but why is it like an AFCON cup on this team? Yeah. Tell me the last uh, Bundesliga team that didn't have a black player that won the league or won Champions League or something, dog. Like, come There's on, dog. If you have a... teams to win the league all the time there, but I definitely agree. Yeah, Germany has black players and Turkish players, like the actual German national team. Literally the first time I saw a German black player was – I saw was in 2002. Yeah. That was, that was 18 years ago, man. Like, why don't you deal with the the American occupation? Where, of your nation? where has he been? Asamoah was a defender for Germany in 2002. I learned about Germany they have black people in 2002, homie. And 2020, you decided this is the Afcon Cup now. Like, literally, I don't um, know. He must have never seen Frankfurt play. He must have never, these teams are full of black players, black Germans, all this stuff. What are you talking about? Leverkusen's one of their highest transfers ever. Was uh, in history, one that most times is a Jamaican black player. Like, what are you doing, homie? America literally occupied your nation and has bases all over. And why don't you figure that out, black people? Yeah, like why don't you figure that out before you talk about the black players who just like happen to be there and be German? There, there's American bases in your country, and there's like tons of black people that are in the U.S. national uh, that are part of the army and military there all the time. What are you talking about? Where's yeah, what the They go in there having babies and leaving them. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, we get a wrong battle. Also, speaking of Bundesliga, uh, Bern Leno, the uh, Arsenal goalie, he said that Bundesliga is boring because Bayern wins all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's literally only facts. Yeah. Like, it does sad. The, the worst thing about Bundesliga is that, like, you see, like, teams that have, like, some time. Like, it was cool. I enjoyed Bundesliga when teams, like, well, like Leipzig were kind of going a little hard. Uh, when Dortmund is like going hard, then all of a sudden the end Byron wins anyways. I'm like, that's not even right. Like they were literally 13th in the league, even you know, they won anyways. Like that's so whack. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's German, so I'm taking his word for it. Yeah, um, and also like I don't watch enough to care that much, but I just they do win a whole lot. I mean, I, I mean, I, that's I, why I, when Frankfurt won uh, the polka, I was gangster. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, well, damn, I guess it ain't even that serious because Weston McConan doesn't even watch the sport. So <laughs> this dude is always ready to give McConan the clip. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um, yeah. Black Lives Matter. How about that? Um, 
Let's talk about the next point. I think it's really dope. I've been binging all those classic games on, on Bleacher Report. Yeah. Loving it, dog. Loving you, it, dude. You so and her sitting It's so cool. It's so cool. I wish we could do like a We Made It throwback uh, recap. That'd be fun. This dude here sitting 20-year-old games. Like, what do you That'd be cool to do a recap of like a classic game. That'd be cool. I just want to know why you sit in 20-year-old games. Like, I want to watch that. I mean, damn, relax. First of all, 2008 is not 20 years ago, but go ahead, man. That was 2003, but this dude – One of them. I sent you two. I sent you also Man U versus Chelsea, 2009. That was a classic one, too. I can't believe you because this dude literally – I send him any kind of link. This dude take three weeks to click it. I'm not telling you have you – I literally did on the show. Did I say on the show, have you watched the link I sent you? No, I didn't. I said, I have been binging these episodes, and it would be cool to do a throwback recap. I didn't say, hey, man, I sent you a link at 1 a.m. Why the hell have you watched it? It's been 24 hours. Yeah, but that's, that's how you feel. Happened. That's how you feel. That has not happened during this yeah. conversation. So that's how you feel, though. Feel loud, okay? That's that didn't how you happen, feel. okay? That's how you feel. That's how you feel. <laughs> that's how you feel. That's what's in your heart. I like that hearing, and I'm sad for you. Say what? Why the hell is Drugbuzz head so much bigger than Ronaldo's? Look at that shit. That's pause. But okay, Caesar, a good striker. Go ahead. Say what? No one was a good striker. Go ahead. Okay, pause. Um, let's talk about these this um, CIES Football Observatory. Let's give they them the have, clip. huh? Let's give them the clip. They have done a transfer valuation thingy here, and it's literally madness. Where did you get this from, by the way? Um, well, I, I saw it on Goal or something like that, right. but it's uh, the CIES Football Observatory. I can send you the link real fast if you want me to. If you can, it'd be cool, but I'm, I think I got it. Um, can I send I'll just send it on yeah, WhatsApp. You got Is it? That Twitter? I think I see their Twitter one. Here, here, I'm going to send it right now on WhatsApp. Oh you have WhatsApp up? I already see one. This is making me lose my mind, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I just sent it. Um, go ahead. I want to look at it too while you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy because I'm just wondering what they're taking into consideration. Like, they have Kylian Mbappe, number one, Raheem Sterling, number two. Um, I definitely need to zoom in. Right. <laughs> like, it's just funny. Like, they're talking about, like, the transfer value. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, when you talk about value, like, there's more than just how good a player. Go ahead, go ahead, because you over here putting them hands up. No, go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 putting... no, it's not fair. It's not fair. You have to. No, go ahead. I want you to. I, I'm i already angry that there's a 29-year-old in the top 10. Like, that's, like. Well, I'm not, I, I wouldn't I'm be I'm already mad. angry there's a, there's, two, there's a fullback in top four in the world. Who in God's earth would rather spend uh, $171 million on a fullback than getting Sadio Mane, you're literally the worst manager in freaking history. Like, what? Well, well, you, you should literally get fired if you spend forty million dollars more on Trent on Alexander Arnold the the third first of his name instead of a damn winger. What are you doing to your team? Well, I wouldn't mind it be, there being a twenty nine year old, except that it's Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann. Yeah, like, he's not a twenty year old like who's been doing it. It's like a tournament who's literally on a decline. Like he's playing, he's playing like he's 35 right now. Yeah, like literally. And he had when, to, when he came out, it's like he's going to play in the last two years. I'm like, you should go now, buddy. Yeah. And he also <laughs> got to go now. And you still might not break, uh, 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 
Uh, damn, what was his name that, that has the scoring tie? You you definitely still might not break uh, Martinez's scoring record. You definitely won't because you can't dribble. <laughs> and uh, run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just funny because what I was going to say is, like, I just feel like this thing is not taking into consideration, like, the value of a player isn't just how good and young they are. It's how marketable they are. Like, how much money can they get you back from, like – I wish they had a number system on here. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, even Sadio Mane, like Sadio Mane is like, I mean, you can put, you can easily put Sadio Mane second. Like, you you can debate, like, I would put Mbappe over Sadio Mane, but like, between Sterling and Sadio Mane, like, that's a, that's, that's a debate. Like, that's a legitimate debate. But Sadio Mane plays for Senegal. Raheem Sterling plays for England. Like, he, he, he's just way more marketable. Like, you can't, you can't, like, this is what they're considering. Like, a team isn't just considering, oh, are we going to win trophies? They're winning, like, they're thinking about how can we market this player. Bam. They have, I and you know, who who on this show, we are the ones that keep it more real about Neymar, and I even go at him extra hard than anybody. Just the level of disrespect and stupidity to have him $3 million more value than Ashraf Hakimi is bonkers to me. It's insane. Bonkers. Like, literally, we're not, Neymar goes to any team in the world, no matter what his track record is or what the media has talked about him, he's bringing a whole country fan base of not only just a fan base, at least eyeballs. Because yeah. even if you don't like Neymar, you're going to watch him. Like, you're going to watch. If You're, you're going to watch because you want to see him fail. You're going to watch because you want to see if he can ball. There's so many factors. Yeah. To have him, no one's watching more Dortmund games because Hakimi's there. And I love young goes. Young Rodrigo go, 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 goes is a baller. A mil point four cheaper than Ronaldo is mind blowing, dude. This I mean, dude is barely getting burned in Real Madrid right now. When he does, we don't lose our minds. We still go, oh, Vinicius Jr. is still better, but he's good. Like, that's what the process is. Like, I can't even. Like, like, I, all these people above uh, um, Neymar is crazy. Caesar, there's people crazy there's, dog. There's people over Ronaldo I've never heard of. Like, I'm like, I'm like I never even, I never heard of, I never heard of Lucas Klosterman. Who the hell is Declan Rice? I've heard of him, but I never heard of Lucas Klosterman. I never heard of uh, who's Milan Skinnerinner. <laughs> Like it, like I'm like dog. Who's Georgino? Oh, okay, Georgino. I never seen his last name in my life. Um, oh, me neither. Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. This list is like. I, I think, think they do. Like, I think even if it's talent wise, the list is stupid in so many ways. Like, like they got they got Anthony Martial at sixty one million. I'm like, what? I'll be honest with you. I'm even down for them to give Erling. Ha- Holland a little more like credit than what he got. Like too. I I I went out of my way to tune in to see him. Yeah. That that's marketability. That's someone that that's that's a talent. That's a talent on the field and someone who brings eyes. Like he's tall. He has he's putting up stats. He he made the PSG battle a war. He didn't make it a run through. They did it was a battle to get that win. So so that's we tuned in for that and we were interested. And then after it was over, we tuned in again. So whether it was a pandemic going on to happen, like I didn't. It's been three years since I've had the feeling to watch Man City because of Gabriel Jesus. Like I've wanted, I wanted to watch Man City because of Gabriel Jesus in the past. 
but he's been there so long and he's been this rotation player that I don't wake up in a weekend to go see that. Yeah, if he's I not a starter. Norman's playing somebody. I'm like, oh, let me go check it out. Maybe holler my ball out today. He has that eye appeal. Like, Caesar, Caesar. The reality is that this I is mean, stupid. You you can't even deny. Like, I mean, this is just a fact for me. The two most valuable transfers right now is Messi and Ronaldo. Still, like that's the most valuable. Like that's going to bring like the only thing you're combining. Like the only thing in market. Yeah, like the only thing is that like Ronaldo went to Juve and like Syria isn't as marketable. But if he would have gone to like either any of the big clubs in England, England, it would have been bananas, dude. Insane. Like, if insane. If Neymar went to EPL, we talked about it. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. It would have been, if Man U, and they still could, if Man U somehow decided to pull a trigger and pull a Neymar, mm-hmm. because you never know. Like, yeah, or he's City. a factor before. All of a sudden, it became a factor. Yo, like, that will That's be big. bonkers. Yeah, their, rate, their reviews are going to go, Man U's value is going to go up. Everything's going to go up. Yeah. If, if Man U brings in Alfonso Davies, who I love, shout out Canada. There's no disrespect to the homie. I'm not gonna fucking wake up extra early to see Alfonso Davies. I'm, yeah, I mean, he, if he comes on, dope. But yeah. no, honestly, I just feel like the the top two is Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, and probably you Messi. Know, you know what? I have no problem really with Mbappe there, though. No, no, I'm gonna say like I think it's Messi, Ronaldo, and I think Messi above Ronaldo. But then third Mbappe, and then like after that, it's just like normal <laughs> like and then oh and then Neymar actually actually yeah. I'm gonna go Messi Ronaldo Neymar Mbappe Mbappe Neymar you could uh, I'll like, go Mbappe over Neymar only because Mbappe has like the young audience yeah yeah that's true that's true and all that like he just and he speaks English and this country likes him so yeah he speaks different. English too so he could he, be and he's not he's not He's not really that controversial. No, he doesn't have any controversy. So yeah, so that's true. He's gonna get. He's get. He still has that clean goody boy thing going on, so it's good for him. Yeah. So so like those, those four, and then like after that, it's like pretty normal, dude. Like uh, it, the the thing to me is like, I don't. I understand that there's people in different positions in the sport that have a lot of talent. Like I agree. There's yeah. people in other positions that are talented, but let's just keep it a stack. No one really – I don't even want – I don't care if I sound biased. The last the, the last fullback anybody ever really wanted to watch a highlight clip on was someone like Roberto Carlos. Yeah, that's nobody cares about fullbacks. Foot, but that's the only reason. But he was on a team of galactic stars. He wasn't by himself. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go watch your team because he's by himself. They're like, it's a fullback, dog. He's so good. I agree. I watched the Barcelona-Liverpool game, and I literally said – I was like, well, Trent Alexander won my respect. He's dope. Like – He's I used to make one of them that he's dope. But I'm not – it's not the same. You're going to put his evaluation over Mohamed Salah and Sane, Mane? That's bonkers. That's, like, disrespectful to them, too. Like, people – there's, like, an entire nation that worships Mohamed Salah like crazy. Yeah, yeah. When, when Mohamed Salah posts something on Instagram, his comment section is bananas. <laughs> like, it's and, so much love. And also, he broke the record for goals and he broke right? the record for goals. Yeah, he he literally they, he literally was was the only reason they people gave hit Egypt a chance in a World Cup is because he was on the team. No <laughs> one was like, "Well, I think England's going to ball out because they have Trent Alexander." That was a good job they called him up. He was really the reason they're going to make it to the top this time. If anything, England was being shunned the whole World Cup as they always are for being underperformers. Yeah, well, we all looked at 
it's 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 just stupid to me. Um, this is like, a joke. This list is a joke. This list is really freaking bad. It's almost like they just took like the most valuable players on FIFA 20 and they compiled a list for it. Like, <clears throat> like Mason Mount, my guy, Mason Mount, Mason Mount. The only thing I think we people in general world know Mason Mount. He's interchangeable pool sick. That's what it feels like. Like yeah, I don't others. I don't, it, it's like Van Dyke being like below Mason Mount is like crazy to me. Like Van Dyke, I've seen him like all over advertisements now. Like I see his thing growing. He's talked about, he just won player of the year. Like you're going to put him below Mason freaking Mount. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. They got Rodri, the big tall ass midfielder from city above Messi. Like that's insane. <laughs> I, like I, and what, I'm, I'm a city and I know Langlet, Langlet, how you want to pronounce his goddamn name? <clears throat> like this dude, to me, is just another good Barcelona defender that just rotates on that team. Like he's, he's just Barcelona a- gets always gets another good defender to put next to PK all the time. That's just him. Like that, it's not someone where I go, yo, <laughs> yo, no. let's check this out. Like it just makes no sense that you these evaluations. Yuri Talisman, Talisman was supposed to be a, t- a tune-in talent. Three years ago, when the AS Monaco transfer went through, I was like, I was watching him when he was a young talent playing playing in Belgium. I was like, this is his opportunity. Flamed out in Monaco, gets loaned out to Leicester, who ain't done nothing. So it's like, I, I don't even understand. Fabian Ruiz, look, look, dude. Okay, like, like, literally, Fabian Ruiz is the only Napoli player, like, above. There's no Napoli player above Fabian Ruiz. That's the last dude I'm tuning, tuning in Napoli to check out. He didn't even start. Ben, Fabian Reese is the last dude I'm checking out on Napoli. That's the last dude I'm checking out, okay? They, they, got, they got Coutinho over Son. They got Coutinho over Lewandowski. <laughs> like, like, they, got, they got Coutinho over Kevin De Bruyne. It makes no sense to me. Like, like I mean, I even think they're disrespecting Lautaro Martinez putting him this down low. Like, Oh yeah, like Lautaro yeah. is like that. That dude is like the only reason people. One of the reasons people watch Inter, like he's like they're trying to figure him out. They want to know him. Like he's intriguing, and when you watch him play, you let he know you know he's on the field. Yeah, like it's just this list is dumb because to me, like of course this this list is suspicious when you got a top five four of them are English players. I'm like, yeah, oh, I think, yeah. That tells me how you feel and where you made this list at. Um, you can have. The, the simple fact that top five, you know what? You're, you're honestly disrespecting yourself. If you're an English person, you made this list, you're disrespecting your own teammate. Your top five is all English players under the, under the age of 25 who ain't done shit in any tournament ever. So it's like, I don't wonder, it, it only carries on the notion that the English team has always been the most overrated fools of all time. And, and this is like, it's just crazy. I love Raheem, Raheem the dream. Raheem the dream would be okay in this position. If that real transfer went through, then he'd be there. Like, yeah. he'd be in that position. But that's not the case. He's still at Man City, a team with 15 names on it. So, it's, it's just it, – it, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really bad list. Like, really bad. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, like, even, even Messi and Ronaldo are getting super disrespected on here. Like, I mean, Messi like, especially. Messi should be – like, Messi is not this low on the scale. That's ridiculous. Like, I'm just sorry. Like, this is the most popular player in the world. You're like, going to put Gabriel Jesus over freaking Messi, dog? Are you I'm crazy? Like, this is the most popular player in the world. Like, everybody loves him. Like, he only Carlson over Messi? I'm like, if you're, Everton? I'm like, if your team gets Messi, like, 
You're going up, man. If they even watched three minutes of Copa America, the only thing you would say about Richardson is he has all the talent in the world. That's what he'd say. Yeah, he's a baller. He's talented. He's a baller. But then you look at the statue, you're like, oh, it's just not there yet, which is fine. Yeah. Messi has both things going. Look at all that talent. Look at the statue. <laughs> and, and, like, <laughs> like, everybody loves me. Look at the Instagram. Yeah. Like, look at the, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. I mean, even the Richarlison, look at that Copa America. You're like, yeah, Richarlison's a baller, but Swerverton scoring all them goals. <laughs> yeah, Swerverton was the reason Brazil got to where they got, literally. Yeah, it, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, like, I, I think that they probably just used some kind of weird algorithm and just if, went with I feel it. Like they did this, I, did, I feel like they used some kind of corny algorithm with like number of times name was entered on Twitter or some shit. So yeah, maybe yeah. Some cornball thing, which is stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they should have us do the list. I mean, honestly, the way that Celso even on this list, dog. But go ahead. Jeez, he doesn't even play for. Son is probably literally the most popular play in Asia, hands down. He's way the hell down. That guy has so much value, like. All these teams are dying to break into that market so bad. He goes into any of these top-tier teams. Like, Tottenham is not a massive marketing team. You go to, if Son was to be the primary player on Man U, that would be crazy. Like, yeah. like that would be massive. Like, I, like, that's so disrespectful to have someone like him way down here below, uh, below uh, Coutinho. Like, below, I mean, below Daniel James. Like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> I mean, dog. Lo Celso isn't even better than Ndombele, who I didn't even see his name on there. Like uh, I don't, I don't understand how they made this list. Um, yeah, like you, marketability is is it's so much. That's more important than it's skills. The, most, the biggest thing, you know, think about it, like Real Madrid. There's two talent like Sterling and Hazard are very talented both players, mm. but we can both agree that market wise and like face flair. Everything Sterling's above Hazard. Like Hazard is is very popular in England, but Sterling's a very popular in England, and he's an English player. And like he plays for the national team, and he's probably gonna wear that captain band. There's so much more going there, and he's 25. Like dude, like there's so much. There's a there's a level. Like so, I'm sure that you know you can have all these players that you're looking at. Oh, they're 19 and they're doing so good in, in their leagues. That's great, man. Like you said, you probably know about Declan Rice. Victor is on here. From from Lille, like that's good. These guys have so much talent, but their market is so low. That's why the only time you have should have these higher players, someone like Howland, who has crazy marketability right now. He has crazy. I'm sure his numbers are so high on on response on when people click on a page. It's an article about him. You know that's why some articles post three pages a day on him. Like they want to know more about this guy. He's like mysterious out of nowhere. No one's really doing that that much about. Uh, you know, Victor and Declan, like, they're not getting that kind of steam. Or even James Madison, who you love, they're not doing that right now, you know? Like, so it's just – it's really dumb. Like, it's just not really – this is not done well at all. <laughs> we should do our own uh, transfer. Ours would be way better than this crap. I mean, we should both do one separately. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. And then we can also do a retro recap. I'm down. No, sir. No. Well, fans love that. You're a hater. Go ahead. And we don't have fans. Um, okay, Caesar, um, wrap it up. But I, I wanted to I, – I saw this article, and I wanted to see, like – because you kind of know about this world a little bit more than I do. You, you be counting people's pockets. Um, you, you pocket watcher sees over here. Okay. Um, so um, Ada Hegerberg, the uh, striker for Lyon, 
she recently signed a deal with Nike. And so it's saying that the deal is for a decade, at least 10 years. And it's for a million euros. Is is that a lot or not? Not, not much. Yeah. 10 years for a million euros. That's garbage. <laughs> right. <It's> so fucking bad. <laughs> Whoa. Let me give you, let me give you a crazy number. Can I blow that out of the water right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Let me just say this for you while you're looking at she do that one. Leon won the Liga, women's Liga, five years in a row, mm-hmm. and have won Champions League four years in a row. And I'm pretty sure she's like the leading scorer in all those. I don't know about last season because she I know she tore her ACL, but um she's only twenty-four. Mm. And yeah, I was like, mm. Okay. Like this is not a fair, but I want to give somebody what like a pro, a, like a, 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 a number that's supposed to like resonate like um, with like a number that's supposed to like be in the scale of that, okay? Mm. Of like another athlete. Like Derrick Rose in 2012 2012 yeah. signed a deal with Adidas. A 13 year deal, which is one more than what the, the homegirl got. Two more. Three more than the one homegirl got. He got paid $185 million for 13 years. Loudy. Like, tw- uh, like, pretty different, though. No, it is pretty different. I'm just telling people a scale of, like, someone signing a decade deal for, for, for 1 million euros, which is, like, what, two, $2 million in American money or $1.5 million, whatever. Yeah. And, like, someone else in America getting 13-year, $185 million. Literally, he had so much money, he paid his friend, like, a salary also. Like, he was giving his friend a salary for four years, like, of, like, $75,000 a year. So, it's like, That's it. his friend damn near got a, more than she did. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, like, that deal to me, like, that's really whack. Um, she's somebody that's a name. Uh, they're going to profit probably so much more off of that than whatever she's going to give. Like, you always got to think about a return on a name, you know, like, as athletes, there needs to be a high – you need to have a, a valuation of yourselves. You need to have a, a high accord. And maybe her situation is just that no one else is willing to even come close to that number, which is sad. I guess she, was with, she was with Puma before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if um, – I mean, because she didn't play in the World Cup last time because she was having issues with Norway, and I remember that. So I that's wonder if that – affects your market a lot too. Yeah, so, I want – because that's, that's like – I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, like it's, that's a big stage, and no one tunes in to Norway for other other players other than her. Yeah, so I yeah, I wonder if star on a team. Yeah, I wonder if that like hurt her because that's like the big tournament for women is the yeah. is, um, Norway got some talent coming up. Okay, shoot, it's uh, the World Cup. I don't know if um, yeah, because she wasn't seen in that World Cup because I mean she's a baller, like she's really good. She's stupid good. Um. And I don't know how good Norway is. I mean, USA is just like head and head of, like way better than any other uh, women's team. But like, if she was playing for Norway, you know, maybe she could have edged out Megan Rapinoe for that um, for that um, golden boot of the what you call it in the um, World Cup. I don't know, but I was just wondering because I'm honestly I don't really know like that world like that. You're you be um, 
out there watching people's pockets heavy, but I guess that deal is garbage. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I, I just hope to see, you know, the women's side get the money and respect that they deserve in the world. Um, we've agreed here. It's actually even a better form of soccer to watch them play. Um, it's a soccer that would appeal that if they integrated that type of soccer to men's soccer, it actually be more entertaining as well too. Like um, the women, they go hard. They have great fundamentals. Some of those teams give you trouble. Like I thought one of the coolest things was watching Japan doing their world cup run. Like it was cool to see a team, you know, from another side of the world, literally, literally the other side of an entire time zone, um, uh, you know, put it on America, you know, and, and show them that they could win it all. That was cool to see, you know, and, uh, I just wish that, like, they really got more esteem. I mean, for example, the marketing was so bad, I, I can't name you one player from that team. You know, I, I think they do a terrible job of marketing those players and those teams, and I wish that was done more effort into that. Yeah. I, I mean, say because I don't know. Actually, I mean, I know Japanese players already. Like, it'd be cool to know the female players as well, too. Like, because I know one or two of them play for Chelsea. Like, they just need to do better with that stuff. I don't I don't think those leagues spend enough in, in marketing in that aspect as well, too. I mean, I would love to watch more women's football. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I remember used, you were asking to watch more, and BN wasn't putting them on. Yeah, I was. I tweet. I was tweeting them f- from jump. To they were like, put some other garbage on. Like, just put the women's game on. Yeah, I was just. I was asking to put the women's Champions League on. Um, they just started doing it this past season, but um, yeah, and I think it was only PSG games, but I, I can't remember. But um, I was like, yeah, can we watch the women's Champions League at, at the very least? The yeah. knockout rounds, like I would love to watch knockout rounds of Women's Champions League. I'd love to watch that more than a lot of group stage cha- regular cha- Champions League matches. For real. But anyway, um, episode one fifty six made a podcast. Okay, Caesar. I think next week, um, hopefully, we can talk about Zlatan was uh, t- criticizing how like they do soccer here in America, like the pay to play. Zlatan was like, yo, it's garbage, dog. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I'm so down. Yeah, so I want to talk about like that next going week. In. Yeah, I want to talk about that next week for sure. Um, and we will have La Liga recaps, man. La Liga's coming back. Um, Those already result today. No, the, no, La Liga. The oh, Division no. 2 started today. Oh, really? Okay, I don't really care about yeah. that. Um, La, La, La Liga Uno starts tomorrow. La Liga Santander starts today. Yeah. No, wait. Santander is number one. Uh, number two is um, is a, it's a different bank. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, well, watch not, Money Heist. You can see all those banks here, Rob. It's not, <laughs> not Scotia Bank, but it's one of those. Oh, man. <laughs> Scotia. <laughs> but yeah, um, La Liga. Is BC, no, <laughs> La Liga's coming back. I don't know about um, Syria. I don't know when Syria's coming back. Maybe they're coming this back this weekend too. RIP France. Dog. Andrew Herrera was out there snitching on Cavani, but then he was also I saw that. Yeah, it was he's also saying like he's kind of sad that they're not uh starting. He said they they ended prematurely. Did we talk about that last time? I don't know. Yeah. Um the, I mean he also did snitch on Cavani, but then also said that he hasn't talked to him since they left France. Tried to make it up by saying that Mario's only a good coach and things are going good. I mean, we all know that you ain't ever. Uh, that's not, not a new, revolutionary buddy. dog. Like we he know he said that when he was there, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know he's a sore loser, but we also know that he's senile. So <laughs> I think I think that Mourinho forgot he coaches Tottenham. <laughs> Mourinho was like, "Wait, I'm still. Co- oh yeah, <laughs> like literally. He, he, 
You know, he's so mad they're bringing the season back. He's like, oh, man, I was having fun terrorizing my African wife. Amen. Okay. <laughs> well, his, his wife is African, though. So. She is. Um, but anyway, episode 156, we made a podcast. Man, this is still over three years. Never missed a week, dog. Insane. Still here, dog. Still here. Me and Caesar was playing soccer yesterday in 95 degree weather, going hard. It was hot as hell. Bugs, 95 degrees. Me and Caesar. Uh, right? It was a bee attack randomly. It was, it was a lot going on. For the culture, sir. Yes, sir. Anyway, holler.